are back, and before you start this podcast, go listen to Angel with a Shotgun. Well, folks, get out your guns. Battle has begun. Are you a saint or a sinner? Um, anyway, welcome back to Bait. This is, uh, we're, we're going to call it season two. <laughs> That's iconic of us. We're going to call it season two. Uh, I'm Maj. I'm Zoe. Um, technically, we are seeing each other face to face. For those who are interested in our personal lives, we're we're both in Brooklyn together, but we can't touch. Very doomsday of us during quarantine. I um, yeah, this is your fault. You should yeah, put it on yourself. I did um, spur a bit of a supernatural renaissance among my friend group. I thought it would be a good idea to rewatch some episodes of Supernatural just for fun. I was just going to watch, like, okay, it started out, I wanted to watch the Changing Channels episode. That well, now I'm completely caught up <laughs> and I have seen the episode. I am not as, I have not seen as much as Maj, but I'm also completely caught up. This episode of Bait. It is um, kind of an acknowledgement that our, our previous coverage of Destiel was, was incomplete. <laughs> In the John Locke episode, we did say that no matter how Destiel was going to end, they would not be raising a child together. Well, I'm here to inform you, Destiel still hasn't ended, but they have been raising a child together. <laughs> For those who maybe you don't know because like most sane people you haven't watched supernatural we both kind of left off in the same place right with demon dean right yeah yeah the yeah. last episode i remember really watching was the musical episode i think i remember seeing the one where he kills kane i think i like i remember i watched to the end of season nine like religiously um because that was that was good that was good metatron was a good villain he was a really good this is why chuck works as well because he's just metatron but like better but i i watched that and then i watched like maybe the first episode of season 10 then skipped to the musical episode because i heard they were making a musical episode as a high schooler who was just like that i felt a little too seen and i'm like i guess i gotta stop (laughs) I'm like, they can't know me like this. Like, they knew me a little too much. Um, And so up to that point, I really thought that the bait peaked. You know, every season I thought that was the best season we were going to get. Season 10, though season 10 gets extremely baity by the end, it doesn't start off that way. Mm. And, or even with, it's so one-sided from Cass. It's like Cass is... Like, oh, I'm Cass. I'm, I'm like, like, I'm gonna let myself wither away and die. <laughs> Cass is, is gone. Committing slow suicide because he misses Dean. But, like, Dean isn't thinking about Cass at yeah. all. Dean is having orgies with Crowley. But, like, I really thought that season, like, five was, was peak. Because, like, with, the, with Cass, like, rebelling and all that. And the yeah. Uh, but no. No, I was wrong. I was <laughs> so wrong constantly raising the bar like every season it just tops it except for season 11 which was rock bottom season 11 was rock bottom but they did redeem themselves yes like i think season 11 was rock bottom but every they do make up for it in that every dean and Cass interaction in season 11 yeah is like prime base season 11 was the very last time they tried to even come close to having a romantic interest for dean a female romantic interest for dean but like there were like very choice good baby moments and like even even when when the fucking old lady was like i can tell it was to dean like i can tell when you've been pining for someone and i'm like you don't pine for the darkness you don't pine for someone who's got like some sort of like imprinting thing and magic <laughs> it was very twilight and then like at the end dean's plan was he goes in with a with a suicide bomb full of souls <laughs> um <laughs> which is like okay and Cass is like I'll go with you he wants to like go with Dean he wants to die with Dean and the only reason he doesn't is because Dean's like you have to watch after Sammy for me uh where was I I should have been with him <laughs> should have 
died with him. So yeah, then that happens. And then there's this moment where Amara like throws Cass across the room and like Dean and calls out for Dean and then Dean goes to Cass and it's just very like, ooh, the levels. There are a lot of good levels. There are a lot of good levels. But like Oh, well, when he betrays her so they can rescue Cass. Mm-hmm. But it was a bad scene. And, and nothing on what was coming up. Because season 12 was when they, well, they assassinate the president, Lucifer in the president. Dean and Sam are arrested. Cass <laughs> becomes a prison wife. Cass is a prison wife to the point that he's sitting at a bar with their mom being like, Mary's like, oh, it's been so hard. And he's like, yes, it's been like exactly to the second since they've been gone. And he's like, I have no purpose now. And then like when he rescues them, they make a deal with Billy the Reaper. She like helps them get out. Then she can take one of them. But Cass like kills her. And they're like, this is going to fuck up on a cosmic level. And he's like, I'm not letting any of you die. I love you. We should also mention that there were two other... I'd say really important episodes in season 12. That Lily Sunder has some regrets. Some regret. Lily Sunder has some regrets is I would say maybe the most, I might say the most Beatty episode in the show. Yes. Even though it's not the show that has like the best or most romantic Dustiel moments, but in conceit, it's absolutely like, was an episode that is entirely focusing on Destiel. I was looking at it and I'm like, what is, what was the reason? It does not, the only way it moves the plot is setting up the fact that Nephilim exist. Yes. It um, could be erased because we already know that Nephilim exists because they've been set up in season nine. And so in, in Lily Sunder has some regrets, Cass is called in by a, an old war buddy because uh, angels from his old, old old squad are being killed off. At the beginning of this episode, Dean and Cass are fighting. And Dean's like, that was reckless, that was stupid, I can't believe you did that. And Cass is like, well, what I like about Benjamin, my <laughs> war buddy, is that when I do something helpful, he's nice, he's polite. He's like, you know what's funny about Benjamin is that he's sarcastic, but thoughtful. We go into the fucking restaurant to meet Cass's old war buddies. And he tells them not to come, and then they come so in they anyway. All, they all come in, they all squeeze into the same booth. And Cass's old boss, Isham, I think this is Isham. I would say my top ten supernatural villains. Isham's a girl boss. Isham is not a girl boss. Isham is like a boss that uh, sexually harasses women in the workplace, I think canonically. <laughs> He definitely did to Cass. When Cass, like, introduces Dean and Sam to Isham, mostly Dean, Isham's essentially like, oh, this Cass, you know, now is nothing like uh, the Cass that I fought with back in, you know, angel days. He was a, he was an angel's angel. That (laughs) is what he calls him. We should note that, yes, we looked it up and the person who wrote this episode is gay and he did go to Tesh. The episode is about this woman who you think was married to an angel and had a Nephilim with them. Nephilim, which are half human, half angel hybrids, which you're not allowed to create and are abominations. And that Cass and Isham had killed her child and her husband in the, like, 19th century. It is important to note that in this flashback, it is shown that Cass used to be a hot girl. (laughs) Cass used to be a prissy little hot girl. Prissy little hot Victorian girl. And so, so Lily Sunder, the woman that was let live, is getting her revenge and killing all the angels. You find out that like her and Isham were actually lovers. When Cass finds out that it's, it was Isham that was the bad guy here, Sam is with Lily Sunder doing like whatever, like solving the case. Um, but Dean and Cass are at the church. Isham is like, Lily Sunder was a human weakness. I had like, my love for Lily was a weakness and I cut it out. And now I'm going to cut out yours. And he goes to kill Dean. For no reason. This is the reason. He's also been microaggressing Cass the entire episode. Oh, the like, whole every time. interaction, he's like, they make you weak. You're like a little pansy now. Like, and Cass is just like, okay. Like, he has no backbone. So, like, he can't stand up for himself. Until Isham goes to hurt Dean. Cass is, like, bloodied. And this is the clincher. Is that Dean makes the sigil, which, like, for those who haven't watched Supernatural slash don't remember, 
if you draw things in your own blood, you can banish angels. And he's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to banish you. And Eshtim's like, Cass is weak. And if you banish that right now, like, he might not survive. And Dean can't do it. And like, of course, you know, they show up and save yeah. him. And Cass is like, Dean and Sam are my friends and they make me strong. <laughs> you go, girl. But yeah, he gets stabbed with a poison blade and is slowly dying and he's like leave me leave me like the time i spent with you was the best in my life the things we've done together they have changed (laughs) they're essential listen i know like i yes i'm reading too much into it but i do think about i love you beat i love you all like no i think you're right why would he say i love you all it's the same thing when like jack says it in the church he's like i love you to sam in a fatherly platonic way yes um and then is like i love you all like it's about the individual and then about the group even though they mean it in different ways later that season this is where it it really changes it becomes a different show totally different protagonist while lucifer was possessing the president he knocked up his white house aide can i just say that kelly klein is the modern day monica Um, for those who don't know misha collins was a bill clinton um white house intern he did clarify that he was not there at the same time. <laughs> we would also like to clarify that this podcast is in complete support of Monica Lewinsky. Yes. Most of that season, most episodes where it's like Sam and Dean on a hunt, Cass is chasing Kelly Klein, the pregnant White House aide, across the country trying to get her to get an abortion. <laughs> and then eventually she's too late in the term and he's like, he's like, I'm sorry, I just have to bring you to heaven and vaporize you. <laughs> Pro-abortion king. She she did try and kill herself. She did, like, later try to be like, oh my god, this was a mistake. I don't want to have this baby. This baby is evil. But, like, the Nephilim <laughs> saved her. And she's, like, so sure. She's like, he's good. And Cass still doesn't believe it. He goes to kill her. He, like, he betrays Sam and Dean and sneaks out behind their backs because they're, like... He gives Dean back the mixtape. The mixtape! <laughs> Can we talk about the mixtape? I'm gonna die to talk about the mixtape! So he goes back to the bunker. Like, the intention is to steal the cult so he can go kill Kelly and the Nephilim, Dagon, the Prince of Hell, without, um... Hashtag Girl Prince. Um, <laughs> Dagon was fun. He gives Dean back the mixtape that Dean get made for him. And Dean's like, that's a gift. You keep that. And then there's a close-up shot of their hands, and I'm like, what was the reason for this? It was Dean's top Led Zeppelin tracks. Which like, I'm pretty sure is how his parents met. It is. Which, like, okay, Queen, he was an abuser, though. Fuck Mary Winchester. That being said, every time they do John Mary parallels with Cass and Dean. I am looking. My eyes open that night he he's like i can't do it i can't do it i will i'll take you to heaven and they will vaporize you painlessly but like jack he feels him kick wait he's kicking and then kelly like knows in that moment and the baby's like possessing her and also Cass, and knows that like oh this is the this man really should be the father not in a way where it's like kelly and Cass had a thing it was very much like (laughs) Like, teen pregnancies, like, will my GVF raise this baby for me? (laughs) Suddenly he's like, I can't kill this baby. I know this baby's good. And the moment when, like, Sam and Dean track him down at, like, the entrance to heaven, the sandbox, and they're, like, cornered by Dagon, and he, Cass kills her, and they're like, okay, Cass, come back with us. We're gonna get rid of the child's grace. And Cass is like, no. And then he just puts them knocks them both out. And runs, and he takes Kelly up and the baby up to the fucking cabin, and like the whole time Dean's like, I don't even know him anymore. The first time in the entire show, in the entire show, that Cass has cared about something other than Dean. Even season six, it was all to get Dean's attention. Oh yeah, like. He was like, Dean's happy with this woman and living a normal life. I will bring his brother back. For attention. This is like the growth that Cass needs. So the baby is born. Dean and Sam show up to deal with it. The same night, almost at the same time as the baby's being born, uh, Lucifer kills Cass. I don't think we need to talk about Apocalypse World. It is simply too complicated. But <laughs> they Luc- were like, hmm, it's another world and it's gray this time. We put an Instagram filter. Are you happy? Like, it's, it's a slightly less saturated version of Purgatory. 
Except purgatory was fun because it was purgatory gay. Was Vietnam of supernatural. So yeah, Cass Cass dies and Jack is born, and Jack completely changes the show. You might be wondering, but. If we've been following you on Twitter, we've been seeing pictures of Jack in which he is a full-grown child. And yes, that's because Jack learned that the world was too dangerous for him to live in as a baby. Literally, he's like, the world is too dangerous, so I have to grow up fast. It's really sad. Literally. He he emerges a 17-year-old baby asking for his father. As soon as Dean meets him, Dean, like, grieving and self-destructive, Dean, like, shoots at him. Jack freaks out and then is, like, going to look for his father. And it's very fun because it's all framed as, like, he's evil, he's bad, he's creepy, he's looking for Satan. And they keep, like, doing, which we're we're talking about, like, they'll do, like, a thing where he's, like, squinting really hard. And you'll be like, oh, my God, he's so evil. And then, like, the camera will expand and he's, like, trying to understand which candy bar to eat. He's like broken into the snack the snack machine and is just like eating eating candy bars and he's like, I like nougat. And I'm like, oh my god. He's adorable. He's looking for his father the whole episode until Sam is like, like your father's a bad person. Your father, your father's not gonna help you. And Jack's like, no. My father, Castiel. But Dean is still not on board. He's and Dean not will on, not be he's like like a man's a man's wife dies in childbirth and he resents that he resents the child for looking too much like her. Cause Jack and Cass are the same. The same. And they look alike. Mm-hmm. But he like he sees so much of 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 Cass and Jack and he hates them for it because he also blames Jack for Cass being dead. It's so hard to watch because he's like acting like He's acting like his father. Jack, like, worships him and wants to be just like him, copying every single one of Dean's moves. It's so sweet. But he's, like, so scared of him. But, like, their their relationship does turn around. Jack is just lonely and sad and scared. And he was like, Dean doesn't like me. Dean hates me. I Maybe I am a monster. This would all be better if my father was here. I miss my dad. And just by the power of wanting him back and missing his dad, he brings Cass back from, like, fucking oblivion. And there's, like, there's one episode. We get one episode in season 13 where they're, like, a family doing a fun hunt together and it's so 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 fun they all dress up as cowboys no specifically dean makes Cass dress up as a cowboy (laughs) and do cowboy voices he's like remember that movie i made you watch okay we're gonna do it we're gonna do the movie and Cass is like okay the like, fact that Dean has watch movies with him, watch like all his favorite movies with him, despite Cass having like infinite pop culture knowledge because of Metatron, <laughs> incredibly endearing. So it's I know so I, love, I love the Cass knows every single pop culture thing now because he still doesn't like know how to process it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just info. <laughs> like he doesn't understand the cultural context. <laughs> he just knows that it happened. They are they- raising this son together. Like, we're not being, like, exaggerated in any way. Like, like it is compared, like, they, like, they say that that's their kid. Sam's the first one who, like, shows Jack kindness and the first one who shows Jack, like, love. But he's, as seasons go on, he's kind of relegated to fun uncle. (laughs) Sam loves Jack so, so much, but partially because he has projected all of his trauma onto Jack. Like, the way, I, I've said this to Zoe, but, but it's it's the way that, uh, like, Marvel stands in, like, 2017 talked about Peter Parker, about how he's, like, a 17-year-old baby. Like, that is just what Jack is. Like, Jack is a baby. He's a baby. He's 17 old, but he's a baby. He's sitting in a toilet on the phone with Dean, being like, this girl's in love with me. And Dean's like, Jack, he is not. She is not. And he's like, okay. But if but she if is, she is. You anything about Sam? Now. Go. He likes he likes watching cartoons. He likes Sam's old fantasy movies. He loves Star Wars. He loves Star Wars. Lucifer manipulates Jack into briefly joining him by promising he will give him a lightsaber. And Jack makes a little fucking lightsaber motion, and it's just like, oh my god, he's just a little baby. He's adorable. He's the most lovable character I've ever encountered. Like, we've, we've talked about before, if you remember our last Destiel uh, podcast, we talked about how in the first half of the show, like the first three seasons, it was Sam. Um, and then seasons like four through, I'd say four through 12, 
it was Dean. But now, now Jack's the protagonist. And of course- It's all about Jack. All you about can't him. compete with the Antichrist slash Messiah, son of Lucifer with magic powers and a like- Raised by team free will and is also just adorable. He's the type of character that like a 12 year old would write as a self Yes. Like he has that much protagonist energy and everyone loves him. No one does not like Jack. Even there's a scene with like Rowena when, um, when Jack oh is like sickly and dying. She's like, good, I think we should let this like antichrist die because, um, because like I have His loosened the trauma. So oh, side note, Rowena, super fun. Rowena is Crowley's mom. Um, I don't know, I don't remember when she was introduced, but ben. I assume it was, yes. I assume it like after most people stopped stop watching, but she is It's unfortunate because she's the best character. She outlasts Crowley. She has this, this will they, this tragic will they, won't they with Sam. Which, like, is so good because there's an episode when you know they are about to finally, like, will. Mm -hmm. And then they find out that he, in every single version of reality, is the one who kills her. It's so good. So good. She's just, she's a great character. But, like, even Rowena is, like, immediately endeared to this child. He's like, oh, they've told me such nice things about you. And she's like, Jack's adorable. And Jack's the key. Like, the Destiel child is the key. He literally, they have a child now. They have a kid now. Dean and Cass get into parenting arguments. They do. Giving Cass a dad art, so good. Because they, like, touched on it with Claire, who, again, phenomenal character. Catherine Newton. Catherine, the Newton. Oh, I love her so much. Claire is like prototype Destiel child. She's um, Jimmy Novak's daughter that was orphaned um, and Cass ruined her life. But like they reconnected and Cass like tries to be an awkward dad to her, but she is just like Dean. <laughs> she is exactly like Dean. The fact that they have two kids, one exactly like Dean and one exactly like Cass. Oh, chef's kiss. Like, thank God they're giving Cass dad, like, this, these dad plot lines, because otherwise it was just, like, Cass betrays the Winchesters because he loves Dean again and again and again. Now it's like Cass betrays the Winchesters against everything he believes in because he loves his child so much. And it is interesting. Mm -hmm. Like that, like your priorities change. And Dean can't handle that. At the end of season 14, he chooses Cass and Jack. Don't start there either. Crux of the show. There's a time when, like, um, Jack is sickly and dying. They take him to the hospital, and they try to be, like, normal people. <laughs> they're like, what's his date of birth? And they're like, May 18th. And then they're like, 90, not, two, 2000. 2000. <laughs> and then the nurse is like, oh, how did the father die? Cass goes, he was stabbed through the heart, and he exploded. He's like, okay, he was born May 18th, his name is Jack Klein, his father exploded, and he's sick. They're the, these con- the concerned parents outside the hospital, and they eventually, like, yank him out because, like, Dean doesn't trust doctors. <laughs> Dean doesn't trust doctors. It's not helping. And it's just, like, it's very sweet. They bundle Jack up in the trench coat, and, 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 and the nurse is like, hey, like, where are you going? And Dean's like, I'm, I'm sorry. There's just no talking to, to, to Cass when he gets like this. My favorite parts, like, sequences in the entire show. Like, I think this might be my absolute favorite is like when Cass is like trying to fucking bargain and find a way to save Jack and Sam is in the lore books, but Jack just, Jack tries to run away because he's like, if I'm going to die, I want to be a normal boy first. I want to like do normal boy things. And Dean can't take it in in the stress. And so he just takes Jack and the Impala and he teaches him how to drive. It's it's so so sweet. And they go fishing. And they go to burgers and they go fishing. Dean's like, okay, we got the whole afternoon. Is there anything you want to do? We gonna like I don't know, more burgers, strip club, anything. And Jack's like, there is one thing. And he wants to go fishing with Dean because Dean said that was the one happy memory he had of his father. The viewer should note that in season 15, after the Dust Deal divorce, all that Cass is doing is sitting alone in a village somewhere fishing quietly and And, like he tells the bait shop guy that like a friend of mine (laughs) used to say that fishing was 
relaxing. But we should probably talk about the empty. Yes. Oh my god, let's talk about the empty. So, um, Jack dies. It's really sad. Cass and Dean are out of the room when it happens. Arguing. I don't know if anyone else's family has this thing. There's a thing my family talks about a lot of people being like, you can't die when like X, Y, or Z is in the room because you want to spare that them is of not that. Something, you've mentioned this before and I'm like, Zoe, this, I don't think this is a universal experience. I don't know. Maybe it's like a white ethnic thing. Dean is like, we've lost people before. I don't know why, but it feels different. And then Cass finishes like losing a son. But anyway, Cass follows Jack to heaven when the Winchesters are doing like magic stuff with Lily Sunder, which got genius but bringing her back for that episode. They're like, remember that shit? But Cass goes to try and track down Jack and it's very sweet. Jack reconnects with Kelly. She's like, I love you. I love you so much. But like, Jack knows how much people care about him. That's why he just simply does not have daddy issues. Jack's biological father led to his directly led to his death and Jack doesn't have daddy issues. Maybe Dean can learn a thing or two. (laughs) But like while Jack and Cass are in heaven, the empty, which is this oblivion cosmic entity that Cass woke up in that they're like, this is what happens to angels and demons when they die. The concept of it is it's just nothing. You don't feel anything. You're just asleep forever. But for Cass, it's framed as like, this is the worst thing in the world. This is the worst threat ever. Because he's human! Because he's human! He's human! The empty's invading. It's like destroying heaven, and heaven's already pretty rough. Uh, There are nine angels left. Actually, I think we've counted, where we are in season 15, there are five angels left. This is not a renewable resource. Cass did commit genocide. So, So Cass offers himself up. He's like, take me instead. Leave Jack alone and take me. I've explained this to people and they've been like, I'm not going to say I'm as crazy as you, but I assume there's only one way you can take this. So the empty tells Cass it will take him, but only when he's finally let himself be happy. And they're like, there like have been moments, like days when it's like, okay, everything's going good. There's no threat. And we think that like Jack is back, Jack is home, but like there's always something. There's always a little something holding Cass back from ever being really happy. I wonder, I wonder what that could be. I wonder what it is. Also, Cass explicitly tells Jack to never tell Sam and Dean about this. He's, Jack's like, why? And he's like, you just can't tell them. I don't want to worry them. I can't stop thinking about it. It still hasn't been addressed. No, and they said they're going to. What will they do that will finally make Cass truly happy let it's the let himself be happy it is the let yeah, himself that really gets me because it's like he and dean both know at this point they yeah like Cass knows dean loves him with uh i'd rather have you cursed or not dean knows Cass loves him when he gives up when like uh metatron like he gives up an entire army because he can't kill dean but at this point it's really obviously both now but they can't like, do anything can't do anything because Cass won't let himself be happy. He doesn't feel like he deserves it. And neither does Dean. Other, other fun Destiel things is like at the end of season 14, big conflict about Jack. Spoiler warning, but Jack kills Mary, but Jack vaporizes Mary because he like loses his soul. He's not like Sam when he lost his soul, which was an absolute sociopath. Like he's good and he tries his best. He just doesn't understand why he doesn't feel emotions the way he should. So also, sad. he was told to just do whatever he thinks Sam or Dean would do. He has a pet snake for a while that he took from a uh, the the gay Gorgon. Like, oh, supernatural! Know, the guy who wrote, wrote Lily Sunder also wrote that, right? I think you're right. But yeah, he it, like takes the snake from him, but the snake's very sad and won't eat anything. Jack's like, okay, I'm gonna do the right thing. He's like, the snake misses his friend, so he kills the snake, so the snake can go to but, like painlessly. <laughs> he like sends the snake. He's like, I want to send the snake to heaven so it can be with its friend. Which I'm just like, very bold of you. <laughs> to assume that this guy's like, not in purgatory. Go up in heaven, fine, sure, I'll believe that. But like, did no one tell Jack about purgatory? <laughs> no, they haven't told Jack about purgatory. Have they even told Jack about hell? They keep like, so much from him. Hell is just a fine place because Auntie Rowena lives there. And they're right. They're like, if you ever go to hell, just ask for your Auntie Rowena and everything will be fine. If the Winchesters die, it would be much better for them to end up in hell than heaven. I think they would be in less danger if they were in hell. Auntie Rowena will take care of them. And this is why, and this is why. Why they have to destroy them both. They have to get rid of them. Why do they still exist? 
I don't understand. So many good people go to hell. So many bad like, people go to heaven. When they were like, Kevin and Eileen both went to hell. That should be like setting up proof like that. Like, yeah, the ideas of hell and heaven are bad. Like they brought in a new business and they're like, this is how people go to heaven and hell. But like, it's ultimately not up to him. It's God and the angels and the demons kind of playing whatever. End of season 14, Jack kills Mary accidentally. She shouldn't have pushed him. Shouldn't have pushed him. She was stressing him out. It is on her. Also, Mary's a bad mother, uh, which genius writing, but also hurt. <laughs> like we talked about like, maybe Dean wouldn't be so repressed if Mary was around. If like Mary found out that John was hitting Dean, she'd like take them and leave, but no. I don't think she would. Apparently she wouldn't. Fuck Mary Winchester. She worked for the people that tortured Sam to like, yeah. brutally and graphically. It was very, very unpleasant to watch. It was upsetting. I mean. Say it. It was a little sexy when they got him wet at the beginning. <laughs> Super been natural. When he yelled at her in the dream sequence and it was like. He was no, like, I had to be mother and father. I had, oh God. I couldn't just be a big brother. I had to be a mother and father all to keep him safe. And it wasn't fair. That was the closest Dean has ever gotten to addressing his trauma. Oh, Dean. But, like, after Jack kills Mary, he, like, goes on the run because he's scared about what they're gonna think. They're both pissed because the number one thing drilled in their heads since childhood is, like, revenge for their mom. And so now it's, like, when it's their son that did it and it was an accident. And so they go to... And they kind of put him in the box. And they trick him. And they don't tell Cass. Because Cass is like, there is still good in him. Because like, even without a soul, there's still good in him. And Cass knows this because he's been there. He, like, angels, you know, they're, they're different. They're like, oh, we don't feel emotions the way humans do. We don't process emotions. We're, like, supposed to be cold and unfeeling. But he, like, he was there and he learned love and, like, emotions and connections and, like, how to be good. And he's like, Jack can do that, too. But they trick they trick the baby into the box. They're like, we're going to get a cure for you, Jack. It's so hard. Dean's like, Sam, you have to do it because I know I'll betray myself, but like, he'll trust you. And they put him in and he's like, guys, are you going to let me out now? Smiles and he's like, okay. And then Cass walks in and he's like, what did you do? And then Jack goes, I'll carry. And all he does is he just wants people not to lie he anymore. He wants people not to lie because Sam and Dean lied to him. And then God shows up. And God shows up. And then the fucking deadbeat dad, he's like, no, 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 don't call me dad. Call me Chuck. And Cass is like, I prayed for you to come back and restore Jack's soul. And he's like, actually, wouldn't it be more fun if you killed him? Cass is like, what the fuck? Cass can't do it. And he's like, I'm not a part of this. He betrays Sam and Dean. And he's like, intending to be like, okay, I'm leaving them forever. I'm going to go on the run because I'm like, I have to protect my baby. God, he's talking to Dean and he's like, Dean's like, it's the word of God, Cass. Like, how are you going to argue with What the fuck? Because, like, Dean's the one who taught him to disobey the word of God. Like, Dean taught him doubt. And so God gives him a special gun to kill Jack with. But it'll um, also kill him. You know, Sam's last vestiges of his protagonist complex. And he's like, no, I'll do it, Dean. Why does it always have to be you? Dean's like, no, I have to do it. Because it's like, he's blinded by, like, revenge for his mom and, like, everything he's learned about, like, family and blood and all that. But, like, he also knows that he's, like, I can't go on like that. He, he can't live with the guilt of killing his child. No. And he certainly can't live with the guilt of his child dead and Sam's dead and Cass would never talk to him again. He okay. shows up in the graveyard and, like, Cass is there with Jack and Jack's, like, had had this whole thing where he talked to his grandmother who accused him of killing Kelly. And then Cass is, like, did you kill her? And he's, like, no, I left. Like, I, I didn't want to hurt her. And he's, like, I... I want to do better. And Cass is like, it's okay. Like, we'll take you somewhere safe and we'll figure it out. Like, you're my baby. I'll protect you. And then Dean shows up. And Cass, Cass is going to fight him. The change from, like, from Cass being like, I will die beside you, Dean. I will die for you. And if you are going to die, I'm going to. To being like, you're going to have to shoot me if you want to get Jack. And Dean just Cass says, step aside. Cass, step aside. Jack blasts him out of the way and just, like, submits. He's like, I understand. But Dean can't do it. Like, this is wrong. And then Chuck shows up and he's like, if you kill Jack, I'll bring your mom back. And Dean is like, no. Yes, this is it. This is it. We're getting somewhere. Like, I thought it was going to be like, the gun didn't work or, like, Sam was going to discover something or Sam was going to be like, like, 
he's playing or like whatever but like all of that came he after like like yes god betrays them because he's like wouldn't it be such a great story like with like, abraham and isaac if like you know a father killing his son is what he says and i ask it again why is jack dean's son because he didn't bond with him in the way sam did and he his mother didn't choose him like Cass did so why is why is jack dean's son explain this to me can someone explain, can someone explain how jack um, is dean's son but like for, even before that reveal, Dean is just like, no, this is wrong. I can't do it. I won't do this. And season, season 15 is so good. We should talk about, I would say the big three Destiel moments of season 15. Season 15, uh, Final Big Bad is, it's very good. It's Chuck and like also, you know, the writers and like the entire framing of the narrative. Like this whole entire show is the villain in a way. It's it's very meta and it totally works for them. It's really, really good actually. Because like, yeah, they have just like died and been tormented so many times and they can't just make it be another apocalypse. Yeah. Like the apocalypse isn't even threatened. This is why I'm like, it has to end well. It has to end happily for them. That would be the only truly revolutionary ending and the only way they could really win against this cycle. It's just, it's really good. And I'm like, yes, it has to be Cass. Because Cass, Cass was never supposed to happen. I would like yes, to talk, let's talk about, about Anna. Yeah, so yeah. Cass was supposed to be killed off multiple times. And it never sticks because he's just so endearing and an absolute fan favorite. But the one that really kills me that Zoe told me about, he's supposed to be killed off in his first season, like six episodes. And Anna was supposed to be their angel guide. They didn't. And then Cass got Anna's plots. For those who don't remember, slash didn't see the show, don't know who Anna is. Anna is Cass's very sister. sister. She's mean. She's an angel. She's got that Betty Cooper deadpan. Absolutely a product of the actor not being very good, but it's great. She fell from heaven because she wanted to experience things. And she began to experience doubt. And yes, many, many times they contrast her and Cass and how like Cass is beginning to feel like doubt and love. And there's lots of scenes where they're like talking about this. The first thing Anna does when she's introduced is that she and Dean have sex. In the Impala. In the Impala. And at one point... Puts her hand over Cass's handprint. And then there's a close-up on her handprint in the seam of the car and all i'm saying is I'm was there a reason and i'm i'm looking it's so good cass is living in his life in reverse he learned doubt but she felt then like she learned more duty and like her fate like stronger ties with heaven yeah, she ends up a bad guy he does and they, they she tries her. to kill john and mary so that they could never meet and have sam and dean it's so funny. Direct action. Very funny. But, but you're not going to kill Hitler or something, girl? She becomes evil and cold and a like perfect angel sergeant. But Cass, who starts that way, and it will end with him becoming human. They won't fuck in the Impala, though. Zoe and I have discussed this. One sad hand job. I just really <laughs> think that they should have slut-shamed Cass a little bit more. It's so fun when they do. When the guy was like, what? You lost the Winchester? I thought you two were attached at the, well, vague flick at Cass's crotch. Everywhere. My, my slut shaming of choice was still when Crowley was like, oh, is that the only thing <laughs> you've been all over? The stench of that Impala is all over your overcoat, Angel. Like, Cass is the one thing that they never planned for. So a lot of very good Destiel moments in season 15. Jack got killed by God and was immediately possessed by a gay boy king demon because they wanted to keep Alexander Calvert on the episodes, which was so fun. He was this gay little demon boy. Uh, Belphegor. Belphegor. But they called him Bell. They nicknamed him immediately. Cass was having the worst day ever. His son just died. A demon is possessing his son. This demon is hitting on Dean. Dean is being mean and distant to him because he still blames him for not telling him about Jack. He'll be like, Dean, are you okay? And he will walk away and Belphegor will be there and he'll be like, ew, awkward. You want to talk about it, hot stuff? (laughs) You're just like, oh my God, he wants to kill himself. Later that day, that same same day, Dean's having like a crisis because it was revealed that their whole lives had been Chuck's playthings. This entire thing's been scripted and written for them. 
And Dean's like, I don't know it's real. And Cass, Cass goes, He's walking out of the room. He makes him stop the for this. Exact words. He says, you asked me what about all this is real. We are. We are. And then but Dean says I, nothing. He just leaves. Away. And I would like to point the audience's attention to a later episode where Sam's endgame love interest, Eileen, the thing I didn't expect to get so invested in in this Supernatural rewatch, one, the brothers themselves. Yeah. Um, but two, Sam's heterosexual love interests. But Sam and Eileen have this moment after, like, Eileen was forced to torture Sam because, like, God was making her. Afterwards, Eileen's like, I need to go. I love you, but I need to, like, clear my head because I don't know it's real anymore. She says, I don't know it's real anymore. And Sam, Sam kisses her. her for the first time. And when he pulls away, he says, I know that was real. So is there a reason? What is there a reason? reason? There's the seven reason? episodes left. There are seven episodes of this goddamn show left. Cass and Dean, neither of them have spoken to a woman. When Lilith was brought back for an episode, and she was like, I was supposed to sleep with Dean, but he didn't. I'm just saying, Cass is what they couldn't account for. But then at the end of, like, the first arc of the season, Cass and Dean are talking, and Cass is like, things always go wrong, and Dean's like, why does that always seem to be you? And then Cass just, like, pauses, and you think this is going to be another moment when he's like, because so many times they've had fights like this. Mm-hmm. And Cass has just been like, I'm sorry, you're my friend. Like, I try my best. And Dean's been like, whatever, and walked off. But in this moment, Cass is like, I think I know it almost by heart. He's like, you used to trust me. Give me the benefit of the doubt. Now you can't even look at me. He's like, my powers are failing. I've tried to tell you. Don't listen. He's like, well, Jack is dead. Sam and you have each other. I have nothing left for me. It's time to move on. Zoe and I saw this scene earlier this year when the episode came out. And Zoe was like a marriage story. And that didn't prepare me for how much I'm like, yeah, it is. It's such a different fight than any of our usual ones. Because it's like, Cass never leaves like that. He's always told to leave. Like, this was his choice. And it is him standing up for himself. It's a good scene. Because it's like, this is what Cass needs. This is what they both need to, like, you know, tinfoil hats on. Like, yes, I do think it's going to (laughs) happen. Maybe you can still take this with, like, a grain of irony because we're both very, like, like that. But no, genuinely, I do think it's going to happen. Because it's like, this is what they need in their relationship to, like, actually get somewhere. Cass can't just be a doormat. Dean can't just be, like, gruff and not saying how he feels. Which leads us to, uh... So a few episodes later, they reunite after Cass has been, like, finding himself while fishing alone. Like, he's been fishing alone, but then he, like, works a case and tries to pose as an FBI agent, and then, like, and it's... Oh, this is also the episode when Cass is like, I hate cops. Yes. So he calls Dean, and Dean has to pretend to be his boss. And it's the first time they they've just takes since the fight. He's just like, where are you? What are you doing? Why are you not, like answering my calls and Cass is like okay thank you sir thank you sir I'm hanging up now okay okay bye after that to do a, a spell to kill God or plot. so I know I love how their plots now are all like fetch quests it's always like we need a powerful spell so everybody break up into teams that can have fun bonding dynamic moments and go and talk about their feelings talk about their feelings but anyway Cass and Dean have to go back to purgatory <laughs> For those who don't remember, Purgatory is where Dean and Cass were stuck during the season break between season seven and season eight. I think that's where they hugged for the first time. It was when they really formed a bond on a level they hadn't before. So they get sent back there. There was plot, but like... Dean's like, what about a a vampire named Benny? (laughs) The guide is like, oh, he's dead. And Cass is like, sorry. Like, he literally (laughs) is like, oh, okay. Benny... They're fighting and Dean's like, yeah, but you left. And Cass is like, I left, but you should have stopped me. Like, literally, Mitski, why didn't you stop me? MP3. Like, Cass knows that he ended it. Dean knows Cass better than he does. I'm sorry, that's not something that you say to your buddy. That's not something you say to a bro. I have intense relationships in my life with my friends, but I've never said something like that to them. And then at the end of the episode, they get separated because, you know, why? Cass gets kidnapped. Yeah, Cass always gets kidnapped. And Dean's, like, realizing he has to leave Purgatory soon or, like, he'll be stuck there. So So I know, super funny how they spent, like, a whole season trying to figure out how to get to Purgatory. And then, like, it took a spell in this season. 
I love things they've made easy for plot. They just do things to set up scenarios. It's, yeah, it's Becky great. was right. Just want to see him. Do I just want to see them doing laundry. Dean praised Dean, him, which has been a motif in the show. Dean praised to him, and it's the first time that we've seen it in a while. And he's like, "I know. I'm sorry. You're my best friend, and I let you go." He's like, "I don't know why I get so angry sometimes." He's like, "I try to fight it, but like, it's just there." It is one of the only times you've ever seen him cry. It's also, I think, perhaps the best acting I've seen Justin Ackles do the yeah. entire show. He was like, "I'm sorry that I let you go. That I blamed you because it was easier than admitting that I was wrong." He's like, of course I forgive you. It's about forgiveness in the romantic sense. There is that one bit where he almost says, I love you, right? We both yes, clocked yes, that. Yes, 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 yes. After he prays, and it's the, again, I cannot state this enough. This is the most vulnerable. Dean has never talked about his feelings like this, ever. He and Cass reunite, and Dean is like, I have to tell you something. And Cass is like, you don't have to say it. It's like, tell Rose. If you see her, tell her, tell her. Oh, she knows. She knows. It's does it need saying. Kaz knows, but he all, at the same time, he can't let Dean tell him. He can't let Dean say it because then that would be it. He might that would be it. The that was so good. And then so I thought it was also fun when Jack shows back up and he's like, I've been eating angel hearts. And Dean turns the like, cast and goes, can you let him? In the most recent episode, they go to church to like, you know, do a spell for a plot. But one, um, they talk to the empty and Meg is the empty. Wait, wait, wait. We have to address the pizza man. Why? This is just a, this is, this is one of those things where I'm like, you didn't have to do this. I'm like, you're just being manipulative. Like, why did you do this? You didn't have to. You really didn't need to. We would still be baited either way. But some of you may recall when Cass kisses Meg, Cass was watching porn in the Winchester's motel room and was like, but if this pizza man truly loves the babysitter. Why does he keep smacking her rear? And then, like, kisses Meg, and he's like, I learned that from the pizza man. But anyway, so they bring back that moment in the, the road so far, which, like, yeah, it's like, ooh, Meg foreshadowed. Like, Meg's going to be in this episode. Great. But then there's just a, there's a montage. It goes on for, like, 15 seconds was, at least. I wasn't aware that you had that much footage of Dean <laughs> eating pizza. I was like, why is this here? What's the purpose? What's it doing? I was like, even in a Destiny way, what am I learning from this? This feels like a like an edit on YouTube. <laughs> You're just pandering. It's like when you try to fit something to fit a song lyric. Like, I, I, I again, was not aware that there were that many scenes of Dean eating pizza. The insane Destiel fans definitely know. Every time he eats pizza, they're like, mm, another reference to Dean's bisexuality. Like, the only way that they could make it, like, a step crazier is if they had, like, a shot of when Cass was babysitting. They should, now I'm mad. They should have shown the shot of him babysitting. They should have. That would have been very funny. But, yeah, Meg is back as the empty, and it's very fun because I love Meg. Meg's love awesome. Her. And Ruby's coming back. And Ruby, oh, Ruby's coming back. Ruby's there, and they're like, she knows things. Just as Sam has Eileen, like, the ex is coming back. Like, Rowena, it's like an ex that he's, like, on some levels has his power. This is the ex that, like, burned down his house when she left. <laughs> this is the girl he's, like, been hung up on. Like, fuck Jess. Sam has Ruby's knife. Isn't there a line when they're, like, demon yes. blade, angel yes. blade? Yes. Dean has an angel blade. Sam has a demon blade. Let's consider the implications. Ladies, have we considered the implications? And no, it's not Sam good, Dean bad, because at this point they have framed Dean as Cain and Sam as Abel. And also, yes, we can take one second to talk about Colette. I remember watching that. I was like, this means something. She looks like Cass. And she looks like girl Cass. Oh, to be pulled back from the edge by the love of your life, who's a little plain, but... (laughs) I keep being like a holy woman. The thing is when anyone refers to Cass as a pretty boy, because I'm like, that's just not true. I'm like, is this for Dean's benefit? Like, why are you- I know they're saying it just to get a rise out of Dean, but like, it's not true. He has the soul of a twink, and that's what matters. Cass has a hot soul. Kane's like, you're living my life in reverse, and he's like, first you will kill Crowley, but you'll get over it. You'll kill Cass, and that will hurt something awful, and then you'll finish with killing Sam. 
I am connecting the dots. God, and Cass being the one who's like, you can't do this. You can't go bad. The, the beautiful parallel to, to Goodbye Stranger. I think Goodbye Stranger remains my favorite episode. Oh, and they're in the church. There was a scene where it's like, they're they're in a church for, for spell purposes. They're getting the orb. I cannot remember for the life it of- It sent Jack to the Garden of Eden, and then he got yes, his soul back. He got his soul back. But there are hellhounds after them, and Sam is just holding the door shut with just like his muscles. Incredibly fun. You know how Cass Dean and Jack are having like a parenting moment. In which he's like, they're like, the orb needs to get inside him. And then they're like, okay, what do we do? What do we do? Like, they're like arguing about what to do. (laughs) Jack is like, oh, I ate it. And Dean's like, you ate it? He's like, spit it out. And it choked. It's a choking hazard. Jack gets his soul back and it's so good. Episode ends with Jack like sobbing and apologizing to them. Oh, Jack. There's also another wonderful scene. When Jack comes back and he's like, why does Dean not forgive me? And Cass is like, Dean feels things more acutely than I've ever known. One day he may just all let it out and explode. Do your homies ever feel things more acutely than any human you've ever known? It's gonna be canon. Okay, so let's talk about what we want for the end of Supernatural. I want, and maybe this is like Jewish of me, but like, I want them to get rid of the afterlife. I agree. It makes complete sense. They should do like a hippie thing like they did in the Golden Compass and just send everyone back to like the universe, whatever. Because like we know so many good people are in hell and so many bad people are in heaven and we've been addressing that specifically this season. Plus heaven is literally about to fail. Both of these, like heaven and hell, like they don't frame heaven as a good place to be. It's like, sure that like people are happy when they're in their heavens, but like the Winchesters know. what. Yeah, they keep being like, it's fake. When Jack goes to heaven, but he knows what's there, he knows what's going on. He's like, also Jack's heaven's so cute. It's when he's spending a night on a road trip with his dad. And Dean's like showing him how to use a map. It's like heaven is artificial. Like the Winchesters know too much about like what goes on on the other side and how the angels like are bitchy, squabbling bureaucrats and don't care about people. And also there's been a thing in both seasons that like souls are getting going to get out of heaven or get out of hell and like they can't work and like it's going to cause the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And hell is, it's better now with Rowena, of course. No, it still is hell. And so many people are there that don't deserve it. They were really like Eileen and Kevin went to hell. They're like people you cannot argue. Objectively some of the sweetest characters on the entire show who've only done good. Eileen did kill a man, but he was English, so I think it's reparations. But she's Irish. And Kevin, Kevin never did anything wrong. Anything wrong. Like, sometimes I guess he helped Crowley because he was, like, a scared he was, child. He was a child who was kidnapped and, like, his mom was being held hostage. I love Kevin. I think they should have brought Kevin back and he could hang out with the Wayward Sisters. Yes, he should have. And he'd be a good big brother to Jack. But yeah, they should absolutely destroy Heaven and Hell. I think, I really think that they're going to work with the Empty. I think Jack is going to bond with the Empty. Everybody loves Jack. He's just such a pure soul. I think the Empty is also like, it's another primordial being, which they need. Because they have Billy. They have to work with the Empty. It just makes sense. Yeah, I can't see like Amara helping them. I can't see Amara doing anything. I think she will simply fuck off. I know she's in, like, one more episode. Yeah, she's in one episode. They're, like, going to, like, brunch with her. She's very fun now. But, like, why would anyone think that she would get with Dean at the end? The last time Dean brought her up, he was like, Jack should also kill her just to be safe. What do they have in common? What would they talk about? Like, at least, like, I don't know, like, Lisa liked classic rock or something. Yeah, like, Dean's gonna have, like, a female love interest. It would be some, like, rugged hunter girl. Yeah, which, like, they can't do because they already did that with Eileen. Yeah. I'll be so mad if they bring, like, Lisa and Ben back. They won't. Dean has not even thought about them again. <laughs> and if they did, you know it'd be Chuck's doing. Because it's the ending that Chuck wanted. He wanted Dean to be with Lisa and Ben. But then Cass was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Cass was like, mm, but I need attention. <laughs> so funny that canonically I'm Cass like, erased Lisa and Ben's memory of Dean. Messy little bitch. But like, Cass should become human. Without yeah, he is becoming human. He's becoming human. His powers are failing. He should fall, but fall willingly. Because it's like all this time as a living among human, doing human things, that's when he's truly been happy. But mm-hmm. the only time that human or semi-human, it's been against his will. It's always been ripped mm-hmm. from him. So he needs to fall by himself. It would also solve the problem of the empty because then it can't like, you know, claim him anymore because- Human soul. Yeah. I think the empty is going to suggest that. What, this is what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to like bond with the empty and the empty is going to be like, 
still as Meg, is going to kind of be like, yes, but um, remember, Clarence, I'm still aiming to collect, unless, of course, you were to somehow become human, then I guess it would just be void. Like, it's, I am looking. Like, it ends with, with Sam and Eileen getting their apartment and still being hunters, but also, like, having a normal group of friends and being people. They were both going to be lawyers, right? They were both going to be lawyers. Sam and Eileen go to law school. And then Cass and Cass. Jack drive off in the Impala. Yeah, I wish there could be a thing when Cass is like, it's not a safe car. Like, they should. I know they won't burn the Impala. They won't burn the Impala, but they should. They really should, symbolically. It has such the mark of their father in such a toxic way. Literally. like You said something about them burning the journal. Yes, which I, I think, like, if they're not going to burn the Impala, but they should burn the journal. The journal's not even useful. They haven't used it in seasons. No. Gotta be something. It should be the Impala, but it won't be. It would be just a little bit too sad. We should give it to Claire. Yeah, they really should. Yeah, I, I, I am in no way expecting them to, like, kiss. You're a little. A little bit! I'm not expecting it. I'm not expecting it. I would like it. I would be happy. I would be quite happy. I just, I don't think they'll do that. They'll be like, I, I hope that they like go. Yeah, like they're like, now we're a couple and we're going off. Yes. Together. Like yeah. they're driving off into the sunset with their yeah. child. And then Jack goes to Umesh. Jack goes to Umesh. I, I don't understand how you can be watching the show and not invested in it at this point. Like, what, what are you watching it for? Or like, you can be watching it for other things, but like, you don't realize this is happening? I would love to talk to like a casual viewer. If there are still like guys in the gym watching this show, there definitely aren't. But if there are, once they introduce Jack, they know they've lost that audience. Like, no one wants to watch Jack. Like, he's a plucky gay millennial. He's a sensitive gay boy. Um, I would love to just talk to a casual viewer and be like, what do you think they're doing? What do you think it is? Is this just the way you are with your homies? Like, genuinely tell me, sir, what the hell do you think is going on with Cass? Whether you think Dean reciprocates or not, yeah, like, what do you think Cass's deal is? Like, what do you think the reason was for any of this? Was there a reason? Okay, we should wrap this up. Besides Destio, anything you've been being queerbaited by recently? I'm trying to think. I, I just restarted, I started the politician season two. Ooh, yeah, I need to watch today. it. It's really, really good. I'm really liking it already. Um, I mean, I liked the first season. Do you know that they're like, they were like, actually, Ben Platt is straight. I saw your tweet. I love that. So is the other boy. They were like, they were in love, but like, it wasn't like they didn't want to fuck. I love that. Now he's in a love and tri- love triangle with uh, Alice and Astrid. That's so fun. And they, they're having three ways. Al- Astrid, however, is confirmed bisexual. Queen. It, it's so funny. It's very fun. Um, yeah, that's really fun. I'm trying to think if I've been queerbaited by anything else lately i've been so i mean i just finished supernatural so it's, I've been, it's living in my mind i've okay. just been watching clips i watched hannibal during quarantine early days of quarantine mm-hmm. um it was okay fun to watch did you watch all of it no i did I, I fell off the last season maybe i'd be wowed by the bait then i guess but uh, yeah if the bait is only good at the ending is it worth the bait the bait is only good when they've already announced that they're going to cancel the show. It was, I think the most fun thing about Hannah Graham was that it was absolutely insane. It was just very weird. The dynamic was insane. Like, yeah, I got the feeling that like, like his like, psychiatrist wanted to fuck and or eat him. Um, that's so like, fun. Cause like ultimately Dean and Cass are normal. Dean just wants a church wife. Yeah. And Cass just wants a man just wants his helpless church wife and a son that looks up to him and his gay daughter, who he goes fishing with, and tosses the old pigskin around. I am convinced that the show, I mean, it just, it needs to end with someone. And, like, who could it be besides Claire to Jack? I just, I, I want them to have the dad's love hunting trip. Anytime someone's like, this is bait on the level of death steel, I'm like, nothing. They're just wrong. They are simply wrong. And we were like, Merther, Merther, Merther. And, like, Merther bait was like, it was good. Like, it was good bait. But, like, more so it was just, like, Merlin was a gay character that yes. they never 
explicitly yeah. said was gay, but you knew was gay. This is a love story. What what really sets Destiel above all the rest? It, it's set above the rest by the fact that like it's a love story and it's it's just so it's so romantic. It's like there's such good tropes. It's so fantastic. But also the fact that like they've been baiting us for 10, 11 years. That is half of my life. That is more than half my life. Like they have had time. And I for one think that that it was the longest con and is the most important gay narrative of the millennia. The thing is that if they make it canon, everyone's gonna have to acknowledge that the show was woke. Wait, I hope to God it becomes canon so I get, like, the sense of superiority I'm gonna feel. Excellent. All right, we're gonna sign off. Back, we'll do more episodes because what else do we have to do? But anyway, thank you for, for joining us again. And I will leave you with this. We are popping the biggest, biggest bottles. bottles when Destiny becomes canon. canon. All right, bye-bye. Bye.